you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hello and welcome. This is your host, Susan Rosen. Today's show is about the most basic thing we all do many, many times a day to maintain our health, and that's wash our hands. You know how it is when it's winter, everyone's talking about the flu season, they don't want to catch it. When it's the summer, what everybody's talking about then are their summer colds. I don't know about you, but they're all pretty much the same to me in that I don't want to catch any of them. So one of the first things that we're all advised to do, and I do this, is to wash our hands, especially after we're in public spaces, in airports, on planes, in restaurants and theaters, the list goes on and on. Great advice. And I know that I carry around hand sanitizer in my purse so I can use it when I eat a meal out or if I've been shopping at the library or any other place where large numbers of people and their germs hang out because I don't want any of them. At this point, you're probably thinking that you already know all of this and you already know how to wash your hands. Well, I'm here to tell you that they have been rethinking that very simple procedure that we've all been doing since we were two or three years old and could reach the sink. So let's talk about it. Right now, the Centers for Disease Control and the World Health Organization both tell us that we should wash our hands for at least 20 seconds. That's where we all got the suggestion we should sing happy birthday twice to ourselves because then we don't have to count. I guess they think people can't count. Anyways, while we wash with soap before rinsing and drying, and the whole process should take 40 to 60 seconds. Okay, that's what we were all doing for years. Well, in 2017, there was a study published in the Journal of Food Protection that tested a lot of our common and accepted handwashing beliefs. And not only did they test them, they found that a lot of them weren't exactly right. They really needed to be tweaked. So in the study, they took 20 volunteers and they contaminated their hands with a quote-unquote non-pathogenic strain of E. coli bacteria. And I'm sure everyone's heard of E. coli. Then they all washed their hands with various combinations of water temperature, lengths of lather time, and different amounts of soap. Next, the study leaders counted the number of bacteria on their hands and documented it. So the results of the study were similar, but in some ways they were also very different when they were compared to some previous studies, as well as what we all do as quote unquote common practice. First, let's talk about water temperature. The previous studies, and this one to a certain degree, found no measurable difference between using warm, cool, or cold water. All three were just as effective at reducing the overall number of bacteria on the skin and the hands as the warm water. Hot water, though, may make your hands feel cleaner because it cuts through the oil on your hands, 
which as a byproduct also makes them get dry and chapped, especially if you wash your hands a lot. I know that because mine get that way, especially during the winter. But because hot water can actually damage your skin, making it more susceptible to bacteria, which is the first stage of a bacterial infection when it starts to colonize on your hands, this makes it even harder to get your hands clean. Bottom line is stick with warm or cool cold water to get the bacteria off of your hands. Now we're gonna talk about lathering time. The optimum time to lather is between 10 and 20 seconds. Turns out five seconds wasn't quite long enough to wash most of the microbes off their hands and longer than 20 seconds gave no additional benefit because whatever bacteria wasn't off by 20 seconds, they ended up getting so embedded in your skin that you couldn't get them off no matter how long you rub. So stay with somewhere between 10 and 20 seconds to really get your hands clean. Then you're supposed to follow the lather with a 10 second rinse to wash off the soap and the microbes and your whole time under the faucet will only take 20 to 30 seconds total, which is great. That means that you're actually spending less time as part of the whole washing your hands procedure. They also found that as far as the soap itself goes, that one pump of soap was as effective as four pumps and that the difference between what they called bland soap, which I guess is just the plain old stuff that I use, and antibacterial soap was not, quote, statistically significant, unquote, in getting rid of bacteria. There have been a few other studies that found some difference between the two kinds of soap, but none has really found an extremely large difference. Not enough to spend any extra money on them. So it looks like more investigation really needs to be done in that area before we can really make any sort of decision ourselves on which to get other than how much you wanna spend on your soap. Drying your hands, which is the last piece, does reduce bacteria levels, but this particular study didn't look at differences in how you dried your hands. <clears throat> However, there was a Mayo Clinic study in 2000, and that one found no difference between using paper, cloth, or even a warm air dryer. The only thing that they said that made a difference was to make sure that you dry your hands completely. Because it turns out that if you have wet hands, you can pass your bacteria to or get new bacteria from whatever it is you touch next. That sounds really nasty. So here's the bottom line. What we should all do when we wash our hands, which is different from what we've been told by our parents, teachers, doctors, magazine articles, newspaper columns, ads, I could go on and on. But as we've been told from when, as I said before, we were very little, this is really what we should do. So number one, use warm, cool, or cold water and stay away from hot water, which can damage your skin and also get those microbes into all of those cracks that you're putting in your skin. Number two is use however much soap as you feel comfortable with and whatever kind. And don't buy antibacterial soap because you think it's going to make your hands cleaner, but 
If you like the way it makes your hands feel or maybe smell, then feel free to spend the extra money. Number three is lather the soap on your hands for somewhere between 10 and 20 seconds. Any longer is not only a waste of time, but could embed some of the bacteria in your skin. Number four is rinse for 10 seconds. Don't need to say any more about that, I think. Number five is dry your hands completely to keep from transferring bacteria from your hands to some other person or something else that you may touch and end up getting new bacteria onto your hands. It was interesting though, in the summary discussion at the end of the study, the authors mentioned that they thought that people who use lotion or cream on their hands may make the hand washing actually more effective because their skin is not as damaged and there are fewer places for the bacteria to attach themselves and start to grow. They suggested that further study be done and in the meantime, that it could be an advantage for people who work with food or healthcare workers to put lotion on their hands because their hands may actually end up staying cleaner. I hope you've enjoyed the show and that this will help you stay healthy when everybody else around you has a cold or the flu and we all know how that is. Be sure to share this information with your family and especially any kids you know, yours or someone else's, to keep all of those people who are around you healthy as well. Also, leave me a comment and subscribe wherever you listen to the show or on my website, healthytipsafter50.com. And let me know if you had heard any of this previously or was it new to you the same as it was to me when I first heard it. Also, if you're at my website, be sure to check out the resources page where I've listed some of my favorite products, books, and also other places where you can get some information, perhaps newsletters. While you're there, you can also download a copy of my free ebook. And please remember that I am not a doctor. And whatever I talk about on this podcast should not be construed as medical advice. That's it for today's show. And I'll look forward to talking to you all next week. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit HealthyTipsAfter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.